0: Thank you for staying tuned. Here's part two of U.S. President number eight, Martin Van Buren. Presidential election of 1836. (coughs) President Andrew Jackson declined to seek another term in the 1836 presidential election, but he remained influential within the Democratic Party as the second term came to an end. Jackson was determined to help elect Van Buren in 1836 so that The latter could continue to the Jackson administration's policies. The two men, the charismatic old Hickory and the super-efficient Sly Fox, had entirely different personalities, but had become an effective team in eight years in office together. With Jackson's support, Van Buren won the presidential nomination of the 1835 Democratic National Convention without opposition. Two names were put forward for the vice presidential nomination, Representative Richard M. Johnson of Kentucky and former Senator Senator. Cabell Rives of Virginia. Southern Democrats and Van Buren himself strongly preferred Rives. Jackson, on the other hand, strongly preferred Johnson. Again, Jackson's considerable influence prevailed, and Johnson received the required two-thirds vote after New York Senator Silas Wright prevailed upon non-delegate Edward Rucker to cast the 15 votes of the absent Tennessee delegation in Johnson's favor. 1836 Electoral Vote Results. Van Buren's competitors in the election of 1836 were three members of the Whig Party, which remained a loose coalition bound by mutual opposition to Jackson's anti-bank policies. Lacking the party unity or organization strength to field a single ticket or define a single platform, the Whigs ran several regional candidates in hopes of sending the election to the House of Representatives. The three candidates were Hugh Lawson of White, Hugh Lawson-White of Tennessee, Daniel Webster of Massachusetts, and William Henry Harrison of Indiana. Besides endorsing the internal improvements and the National Bank, the Whigs tried to tie Democrats to abolitionism and sectional tension and attacked Jackson for acts of like aggression and usurpation of power. Southern voters represented the biggest potential impediment in Van Buren's quest for the presidency, as many were suspicious of a Northern president. Van Buren moved to obtain the support of Southerners by assuring them that he opposed abolitionism and supported the maintaining of slavery in states where it had already existed. To demonstrate consistency regarding his opinions on slavery, Van Buren cast a tie breaking Senate vote in favor of a bill to subject abolitionist mail to state laws, thus, assuring that its circulation would be pro- prohibited in the South. Van Buren personally considered slavery to be immoral, but sanctioned by the Constitution. Van Buren won the election with 764,198 6, 7, 6, popular votes, 50.9% of the total, and 170 electoral votes. Harrison led the Whigs with 73 electoral votes, White received 26, and Webster 14. Willie Person Mang- Mangum received South Carolina's 11 electoral votes, which were awarded by the state les- legislature. Van Buren's victory resulted from a com- combination of his own attractive political and personal qualities, Jackson's popularity and endorsement of the organization party of the Democratic Party, and the inability of the Whig Party to muster an effective candidate and campaign. Whig's presidential electors voted for Van Buren for president but voted for William Smith for vice president, leaving Johnson one electoral vote short of election. In accordance with the 12th Amendment, the Senate elected Johnson Vice President in the contingent vote. The election of 1836 marked an important turning point in American political history because it saw the establishment of the second party system in the early 1830s. The political party structure was still changing rapidly and factional, and personal leaders continued to play a major role of 1836. The new party system was almost complete, as nearly every faction had been ...had been assorted by either the Democrats or the Whigs. Thank you for listening to U.S. President No. 8, Martin Van Buren. Part 2. I'll begin Part 3 next week. I hope you stay safe, stay home if you can, practice social distancing if you do go out, wear a mask, wash your hands, use universal precautions during this coronavirus pandemic as it continues in 2021. We hope for a normalcy, whatever, when that can be or ever will happen. And I hope you have a good week, and thank you for listening.